Welcome to the End Times Chat. Our passion is found in the words of Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. Things that make you go. Oh. oh. Things that, oh, if you're on Spotify and iTunes, you can see what we're doing right now or Google Play. But actually, I'm working out. I know, right? I got to get, it's my leg day. <laughs> Thanks to one of our fanatical, fanatical fans amazing fans well one particular one made us some shirts come on it was sister reynolds wait wait her oh, name's not julianne what's her last name again yankovitz yankovitz that's right a sister yankovitz so yes my sister i think she's watched every show come on yeah thank you sister he loves dan she goes, Dan, Dan's my favorite. And he said, make you go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. Okay. Uh, big weekend. Big weekend we just came out of. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about the big weekend. You always ask Gigi, well, how are you doing? So, Dan, how are you doing? You got saved. <laughs> big weekend. It's amazing. Well, I did on December 7th. Many moons ago. Many moons ago. I'll tell you what, wait a we just actually went through December seventh in honor of your anniversary with Jesus or birthday with Jesus, but also D Day, as we know, which kind of thrust this country into a world war. You mean Pearl Harbor? Pearl Harbor, I know, Pearl Harbor. I was just watching a couple shows on that. I just totally dodged the question, didn't I? I was just I was just watching a couple shows on that. Because you're an attorney, that's why. Uh, maybe I'm learning how to dodge the question. Yeah, I was just watching a couple of shows on Nat Geo about World War II. And one of them was this guy, that guy that does the ultimate survivor. He found these stories of prisoners of war that escaped and they were being chased by the enemy, whether it was the Japanese or the Nazis. And he retraced their steps and did what they did to kind of get a feel for what they went through. I'm like, first of all, that's not going to be me. But second, it was pretty impressive to see some of the things these guys have had to go through in order to escape from where they were. So, man, thank God for men and women that stood up and did did their duty during that time frame. Anyway, I just came out of a big weekend. I just finished my last final for my last class for my last year and my you last of law school. Whoa! Wow. Party time! Party time! Well, I can only party for a couple of days because then I got to study for the bar. But party time! <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's been a while. It has been a while. Oh my gosh! No, it was it was a good feeling. I was up and down with emotions all all day yesterday. I was like on the verge of tears. I was laughing. I was like, "Is it really over?" And then I was like, should I be studying right now? <laughs> yeah. And then, the, then the, the next question is, did I pass? I know. Did I pass? I don't know yet. I'm sure I did. No, I know yeah. I did. I know I mm-hmm. passed both the classes I had this semester. They were really tough classes, though, I have to tell you. But they, I did pass them both, flying colors. And I noticed how when I first started law school, my grades were like here. And then I had this inching, inching, inching up. And then by the time law school was over, I was like, hmm. Knocking out of the park. So I'm progressing. Well, sort of like the show. Yeah, just like that. Just like that. Show one, one, zero. Ah. So number one, one, one is next week. Yes. What is three times one? 
Three times one is one. No, it's three ones. Hey, <laughs> what these Baton Rouge school districts? Three times one is one. Three times one is one. Three times. <laughs> anyway, way, December seventh was also my grandmother's birthday. Really? Yeah. Oh, happy birthday, Grandma Reynolds. Yeah. Well, she's been gone a long time. It's also my cousin's birthday. Wow. He's still alive. Praise Jesus. Yes, praise Jesus. Yeah, he lives down in Texas. He's been there for a long, long time. Anyway, so we got a we have a lot to cover. We want to say hi to our regulars. Donya Barrows, who is, watches faithfully. I'm not sure if you're watching right now, but if you are, hey. We got some pastor. We have a pastor in Nigeria. We're going to talk about Nigeria today. Is that the guy we met? No, I mean the one that normally watches was not the one that reached out over our tech, our chat last time. But yeah, but he there is somebody from Nigeria that pastor shoot. I we met him in Texas. Yeah, I met him in Dallas, and he was on the show. Actually, we had him on the show. That's right. Yeah, great guy. But no, that's not the one. Anyway, but the one that <laughs> one pastor. Oh, we shout out him. Hey, what's up? Good to see you. Hey. Hopefully, you're watching. Hey, shout out to Nigeria. Shout just the entire country. We're gonna yeah. talk about Nigeria today. Whoa. The world, the world. Shout out to the world. Shout out to the world, but especially Nigeria right now because we have a great pastor from Nigeria that kind of just pops in there every now and then and says, "Hey, I'm watching from Nigeria. Good to have you." And then we also have I see some other favorites. We got uh, Tammy, our cricket, our cricket team, the cricket team, which almost tried to knock us out again last week, and it had to. Are have- you kidding me? No, I got a message like two days after saying, "Oh, the the uh, Pakistan Cricket League is blocking your." 10th second of the video because it violates the copyrights. I'm like, no, I bought it. It's mine. It's not yours anymore. Anyway, so I had to fight that again. That was kind of fun. But hey, God bless the Pakistan Cricket League. Hey, we got more time on their hands if they're bothering us. That's right. And then we want to shout out, hey, we got like Tiffany Tiffany watches. Mama Reynolds. Yep. Watches. A ro- roving reporter. Is that Mama Reynolds? Yeah, she's like a fact checker. Okay. Yeah. So last week we talked about Disney. And then a good friend sent us a little note saying, hey, this was on Reuters fact check. Here's the deal. Reuters is a news organization. And any news organization that has their own fact checking organization, you should never trust them. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, aren't they part of the uh, fake news? I think they are. Excuse, excuse me, excuse me. Not fake, propaganda. Yes, propaganda news. Paid for, bought, and propagandized. So we have, um, okay, we got... We have really digressed. We have so digressed. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk a little bit about some earth news. But the first earth news that I've got, okay, ready for this? No, nope. What, 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 where can they find us? Oh, endtimes.chat, but we're not going to talk about the sponsors yet. But where can they find us? I'm going to move you over here. You ready? Boom. Ooh. Endtimes.chat. Endtimes.chat. If you're watching, you're listening, that's where you can find us. You can find us on all these different platforms. Woo! Things will make you. <laughs> all right. It's time to get serious. Yeah, we got serious. For the first time watching us or listening to us, they thought, they think we've lost our mind. We have to, well, we lost our minds a long time ago. There's nothing to worry about. But we do have some earth news. But this earth, first earth news I've got, I love this, is actually space news on earth. It's kind of what I'm going to call it. Mm. And I found this one story. It's like, what is going on here? And this is pretty cool. So uh, apparently, there's. Oh, yeah, I watched this. Oh, my gosh. Isn't it crazy? I'm I'm not sure how many seconds it is. Let me just. I would go up there with a, a catcher. Yeah, there's a little ad. Can't stop that from happening, but I can at least... Um, you can skip it. You can skip it. Go like skip it. There's, there's a, a skip, skip it. There's a skip it? <laughs> yeah, I saw it. It's bad right there. Boom. Now we're skipped. Okay, here we go. This is pretty yeah. cool. Gamma ray burst that lasted around a minute. Gamma ray bursts are powerful explosions in space. The most powerful explosions the universe has seen since the Big Bang. One that lasts a minute is quite long. Okay, first of all, the Big Bang still has not been proven yet, but I'm just saying, 
don't stop watching just because you heard that woman say Big Bang. Okay, everybody? All you yeah. six-day people out there, it's okay. So here, here, here's the way I took it, because I don't believe in the Big Bang th theory. But that kind of stuff happens, but it didn't create us. Let's just lay that out there. But those types of, she's laying out like, hey, this is pretty big. Massive. And by the way, what, why couldn't God have been like, boom? And that's how we came. Can you do that one more time? Boom! Wow. I know. Here we go. Stick to being an attorney. Goodness. Oh my gosh. I can't even turn it down. Like, I can't, I can't even right now. They're usually associated with the death of a star, known as a supernova. But this one seemed different to scientists. Now, a year later, a new study reveals what happened. The burst came from something called a kilonova, a rare celestial event that generates huge masses of heavy metals like gold and platinum. Scientists think that kilonovas happen when neutron stars and black holes collide. The new study supports the thought that these rare events are likely the source of most gold in the universe. An associate professor at the University of Birmingham said that last year's long-lasting kilonova produced heavy elements amounting to about 1,000 times the mass of Earth. So did you catch that part about the gold? Oh, yes. That's why I'm saying I need to go up there and get, get me some. Well, okay. But keep in mind that in, it talks about in Revelation that the streets of heaven are made of what? Gold! Gold! If it's one of the most prominent metals that's floating around the universe, I'm just saying that would be kind of cool. So, several things on this one, because I watched it, because I was like, I don't know why you posted that. <laughs> and then I, after I watched it, I go, I know why you posted it. There you go. So gold is not just in the earth, it's in the universe. So that's number one. Number two is, Okay, God is already showing that. And then, okay, then, then you add it to the streets of heaven are paved with gold. So I'm just like, there's another sign. So why do we, why do we talk about, why are you even having this segment, Mr. Dan? Oh, this smartest man alive. <laughs> Mover and shaker, DJ. You have the best dressed shirt on today. Things Boom. that make you go. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> We need, a, we need a shirt. Okay, next project. We need to get all the sayings that we've ever said and put them all on the shirt. That's what I'm saying. That might be a big shirt. <laughs> yes, it will. I'm floating that out there. Why are we talking about this? We're talking about this because Jesus said there'll be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. Stars. So if NASA's seeing this massive explosion happen called a kilonova, and they're putting it out there and saying that all – from that kilonova, all this gold just gets kind of spread out into the universe. I'm like, there's something there. And I was just thinking about the fact that a few years back, I'm not sure exactly how many years it was, but the impact of a star exploding can sometimes take, I don't know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years to actually impact Earth or for us to see that star lose its light because it's happened many, many years ago as far as the as far as the world turns, there are signs in the sun, moon, and stars. And so that's why I think that we should be paying attention to this. And Jesus said, watch out. Just look up. When these things happen, your redemption is drawing near. So that's why we talk about it. Thank you, sir. And we're now celebrating Christmas. We're in the Christmas season. And they had the, the big star. Follow the star. Yes, we did. Jesus. Little baby Jesus. Little, <laughs> he's no longer a little baby. So that's what we got. I get, you know what? I'm catching some static right now. Just gonna, we're gonna pray away that in Jesus. Name name. Of Jesus. So, all right. So we got the next thing is, I thought this was pretty interesting. I'm not sure if I posted this one or not, but this weather. Oh, oh, that was me. Oh, that was you. Okay. So I do hear some static coming from you. Maybe we should try what we tried last time. Let's just give it a shot. See what happens. Go for it. What? Want me to mute or jump out? Well, no, I want you to talk about this, but you're going to go ahead and talk about it. Maybe jump out and back in again. For those of you watching right now, listening, apologize for this. We may have to edit this out in the meantime. We'll let them know. All right, go for it. All right, so I'll read the, the heading. Israeli-based 3D printed, 3D printed lab-grown meat company is building world's largest facility in North Carolina. All right, so 3D printed lab-grown meat. 
that's all I needed to needed to read to say what the heck. So basically, they they it's fake meat, and this is becoming a big future business. And then when you read the article, it's like, well, you know, they don't hurt animals. I mean, there's they can create you know so much more product faster, safer conditions. So they give you all the good things. But I'm like, okay, 3D printed, right there makes me want to go. And then you read all the benefits, and I'm like, okay, those make sense. Like we said on the show all the time, what appears to be good isn't always good. I mean, these fake products, and there's been a lot of different of these imitation meats on the market, and a lot have been recalled. And then, you know, it's like, what's really in them? I mean, there's a lot of things that are happening. It's just like, okay, but they can control growth, and they can control what's in them. And uh, those are can be good things and they can be very scary things. Absolutely. And we're actually going to share a little bit later about something pretty crazy that somebody popped out there regarding artificial wounds. But I'll tell you what, do me a favor, hop back out, hop back in again, see if that works. Because definitely getting some static that probably is going to increase. We're going to nip it in the bud right now and tell the devil to go away. So, yeah, I thought this was pretty crazy too while we're waiting for Jay-Z to come back. The fact that we are growing meat in a laboratory and printing it. I mean, we actually talked about this once before too with, I guess, something in Germany where we actually showed the video, remember, where we were like having the meat kind of get printed right there in front of us. And I'm like, how can this be a good thing? How can it be a good thing? I just don't see how it can be a good thing. And the other thing is, man is trying to become God, little G. Yeah. And there's, boy, I'll tell you what, I think, I'm not sure if you posted or not. I, I still never figure that out anymore, but we're going to, we're definitely going to talk about this with that artificial womb thing in a little bit. And we may, we may have to come back to that, which I thought was like, really, really we're doing matrix stuff now, but wars, rumors of wars. i really pretty much only have two Putin stories. Hey, that means you have them all. <laughs> that means I have them all. Cause you're like, I ain't got no Putin stories, man. I'll tell you what, Mr. Putin has found himself in the news again. How does he do this on a weekly basis? Because <laughs> every single time he opens his mouth, somebody's got to report on it. So Putin says that Russia could adopt what he's calling the U.S. preemptive strike concept. So he's saying, hey, if it's good enough for the U.S., it's good enough for us. So we got this little video here, 24 seconds. Let's see what they have to say. Making news of the war in Ukraine and a televised address suggesting the fighting will go on for a long time, in his words, but in an attempt to ease tensions inside Russia, saying there is no reason for a new call of troops. Putin also saying, quote, the threat of nuclear war is growing, but adding Russia will not use nuclear weapons first, saying Russia looks at nukes precisely as a defense, in his words. So not just a preemptive strike, but also talking about nukes, which, by the way, is my second Putin story, because he says that one missile will trigger hundreds of warheads in a stark message on nuclear deterrence. So pretty much what Putin has said here, I'm not going to play that video for this, but Putin said on Friday, this past Friday, and I believe that was the 9th of December, he says on Friday once again that, hey, by the way, I assure you, after the early warning system receives a signal of a missile attack, hundreds of our missiles are in the air. And he said it will be impossible to stop them. And then he also added, there will be nothing left of the enemy because it is impossible to intercept 100 missiles. This, of course, is a deterrent, a serious deterrent. So he's put it out there and saying, hey, you go ahead and make one move, bud. It's all over for you. That's exactly what he's saying. Any thoughts, GJ? Yes. He's big. He's big leaguing everybody. Yeah, if anybody's guilty of big leaguing, it's definitely Mr. Putin. The thing about it is, I believe they can back it up. Uh, yeah, I know they can. I mean, they were the ones that actually decided they were going to do that hypersonic missile test and show the whole world that they've got something that can go up in the sky. I was, um, I was just watching this yesterday, where I told you about this primal survivor guy that was showing the World War II kind of survivalists that were out there that were escaping war camps. But then I also found out there was an island that uh, Germany had as a secret area, and they were doing a bunch of research on what they call the K-2 missile. Have you ever heard about this? I've heard of the K-2 missile, but that's, I don't know anything about it. They were developing this weaponry that 
they were shooting off from this island and there were a bunch of scientists on this island and they were starting to get ready to manufacture hundreds, if not thousands of these missiles that were undetectable. And they were the first, it was actually Germany was the first, as they, as we know, the first one that had a rocket actually hit just above the stratosphere and almost hit space. So they actually had this technology back in 1942, 1943, and they were testing these missiles. And then one missile actually did strike. There was no warning. There was no bomb air, air, air raid sirens going off. And it struck, it struck this one area and completely obliterated this one store. And so that's why I have no doubt that a place like Russia, a place like China, a place like the United States has the ability to carry out those threats. Yeah. Not sure what else to say about that. Moving on. All right, moving on. Leading up to the tribulation, we got some pretty interesting things to talk about here. Two that are kind of like really heavy. One that is really kind of really cool, actually. Really, We actually have a positive leading up to the tribulation, Whoa. GJ. That's not a come from me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it did. Maybe it did. I think you posted this one, though, didn't you? I did. So banks around the world, so the central banking system, a lot of places, they're starting to reduce the amount of money, paper money, that you can withdraw. And in this example, the uh, Nigerians can only now take out $45. And you be the equivalent of $45 U.S., which, you know, a lot of these ATMs were set up where you could take $500 at a time. I think one time you could get like 2000 And then I think in the, in the U.S., they went from 2009, I think like 500 so I don't know if there's a, a real limit or it's just a bank-to-bank situation. So Nigeria is doing this to minimize the run on the banks for cash. And we've seen in several countries where the uh, financial system uh, was starting to fail or failed and people were running to the banks. You know, China was one. Uh, there's been a, a one, I think, in Europe and maybe one in South America. And uh, well, Brazil, and um, so anyway, the banks are starting to take control of that. Well, you know, usually what happens in one country it starts to trickle. So I call it the trickle theory. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happens here at some point because they're they want us on a one world controlled financial currency. Uh, yeah, I thought the same thing when when I read this. If they can force banks to limit how much money somebody can take out, they can actually take away your ability to take it out altogether. And unless you can show that you've got some kind of mark or chip or whatever it is implanted in your skin or on your skin, I mean, we obviously, none of us really know exactly what it's going to, what it's going to be like, but I mean, that's just, that's just how it's going to work. And this is just another signpost, as you've always said, for the last 110 shows. Whoa. I know, 110 shows. I'm going to keep on oh, saying it. Dude, I feel old. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting old while I'm sitting here. Because somebody, some, <laughs> I don't know, Ty and I were talking yesterday. Wait, wait, wait. Ty and I were talking yesterday. And we were looking at this, we were looking at this kid. I call him a kid, but they were 19 years old. And I'm like, so Dan, let me, let me know. What, what could you possibly have in common with a 19-year-old when you're almost 50? I'm like, whoa, hold up. Anyway, back to you, GJ. Moving on. As my wife said. <laughs> We're no longer 30. We are no longer 30, but she's closer to 30 than we are. All right. So that is a fact. That is a fact. This one right here, I thought you scanned, you, you popped up too, GJ. I thought this was pretty interesting. Wow. I want to make. Wow. Yeah. Tell us about it. I feel like a roving reporter now. You are. Mom, you got competition. Uh, yeah. GJ's been stepping up. So, China, for a long period of time, they've had. The, the facial recognition. And, you know, we've all seen the movies and, you know, they can track people all over the world in different places. So that's just spreading more and more and more. Well, in the U.S., they've actually been testing facial recognition in 16 airports. So it's actually active in 16 airports. It's been tested, testing. Now, by the end of next year, they hope to have all airports in the United States have this type of facial recognition scanning and if you read the article there was a movie um, with arnold schwarzenegger called the terminator back in the 80s and they used the system called skynet that was like the big brother guess what they call this network skynet Skynet. Mm -hmm. 
So um, pretty interesting. Again, why we bring this is that it can be great for security and safety and all that. Yes. But a lot of times is what are we really being secure and safe from? And a lot of times now it's being it's becoming invasive. And then you can you're being tracked everywhere. I did post another one about tracking of our phones. It was even much more than even what I even knew. I actually have that at the very last thing we're going to talk about before the message. I want to show a little bit of that for sure. Because I thought I did watch the whole thing, three and a half minutes. We may not watch the whole thing right now, but let's definitely hold off on that one because that is a, I was blown away, dude. I was totally blown away by that. And you'll hear why in just a little bit. We need to, we need to tease a little bit, uh, the people that are listening and watching. So a little stop here. We got some awesome sponsors, TJ. Whoa. We got some awesome sponsors. Safely fit and free. Safelyfitandfree.com. We should try to, we should try to coordinate this. I'll be like healthy. Body. Healthy. Spirit. Healthy. Mind. We got to work on the pause. (laughs) All right. So they're not going to be happy with the way we talked about them today. So Faithfully Fit and Free, great products. They work. They work. They work. Go get you some at faithfullyfitandfree.com, and you can go find them on our website as well. Hey, do you want to be fit? Do you want to be free? You want to be faithfully fit and free. Absolutely. You definitely want that. So go check them out. We got also targetonmyback.org. <laughs> targetonmyback.org. Uh, you can just click off the cookies thing down at the bottom. But you can always check the, check us out there. Uh, target, I mean, check them out there, targetonmyback.org, because it's all about, in the United States, the constitutional freedoms that are slowly being chipped away. You can see there's some great products there. You can get a hat. You can get an embroidered shirt, a bomber jacket. You can have a you know full color. You can have it not in color, but definitely go there and support them. And also, too, we got uh, we have a we have another sponsor that you popped hey, up there. Hey, we could have these shirts put up there. Hey, we should. We should definitely do that. But by the way, my sister actually made every. She did all this. She made it from scratch. Like she didn't sew the shirt, but she made the whole. Yeah, she she put some effort into it. Hey, she done did good. I am so happy and so proud with this product. I love it. Maybe one of these days we'll actually sell them somewhere. And we'll have to pay her some royalties, I guess, because she did a lot of hard work, which I'm, not, which I'm okay with. I really am. Anyway, we got one share. GJ, this is new. One share health. So it's a health sharing company. You can go to go click on that and it'll, hey, hey, there's, who are those two good looking dudes? I don't know. One guy looks very smart. and. Great attorney like the other guy, he's got amazing fingernails. I'm just saying, well, he does. He could have been a hand model, it could have gone Gerber, could have gone Gerber. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, so if we're looking for alternative health care services and or savings, go check them out because you can save up to 50%. And then if you, uh, Sign up with them. They get, I think, forty percent off the uh, the processing and a fee, whatever, which is nominal. Awesome. Well, we're really happy to have our sponsors with us. Thank you so much. We have a positive story to follow that up. When I saw this, I was like, "Yes!" Wow. Okay, so the World Cup had a lot of crazy things going on, and Qatar is taking it on the chin. There's some other people that are being investigated for some dealings with Qatar. So we know that's happening, but. Little known news from the Christian Broadcasting Network. More than 18,000 World Cup fans embrace Jesus after a pro soccer player turned pastor ignites a gospel campaign. Wow. I am loving this. This story like gave me shivers because I'm like, you know what? This is a great way. So I'm sure there's a lot of soccer players, football players that are out there that totally love Jesus. And they follow the Lord and they follow him with our whole heart and their whole mind, their whole body, their whole strength. And they're playing soccer. They have a following. And this guy decides to use his message of of faith to impact hundreds of thousands of people, but 18,000 of them decide they're going to just follow Christ afterward. I just love this. I just absolutely love this. So why am I mentioning that during leading up to the tribulation? Well, because a lot of us are out there that believe that there's going to be a massive revival that takes place, whether it's 
before the tribulation, during the tribulation. Not quite sure how that's going to work out. But either way, there's going to be a, a really a big revival that takes place. And there's, I believe there's going to be some people that have a following. They're going to be able to stand up and say, this is my life. And their life and their history will back it up. And people will follow what they're saying and accept Jesus because of it. So way to use your platform, pastor, former soccer player. Amen. So I, uh, we do have to put a little bit of a heads up on this next thing that we're going to talk about. Because getting a little more dark and mysterious and ominous are the things that make you go. And the first one here is one that I'm just going to give. I'm going to give a warning to if there's any sensitive young minds or people that are watching right now, you may want to turn their attention away from the screen for the next minute or two. But this is what we're dealing with out there. And Gigi, I know you, I think you posted this one. So I'm just going to show it on the screen. You'll be able to know exactly what it is before I show it. I'm probably not going to play the video because I don't want to hear the music, but I'll definitely fast forward through it so that we can see what it is. So talk to us about what this is and why we posted it. It's a new ad for Kylie Jenner for her makeup line. And it's very satanic. And the thing that we've talked about over and over, I mean, you just right there is a very satanic sign. Just look at the hand. And I mean, there's a, there's a lot of subtleties here. And they have, uh, it's just like, the, you know, Satan's right out there. They're not hiding it on any level now. What's sad is they're not hiding it. What's sad is a lot of people are still leaning into it, you know. So I pray that you support somebody like that. You're you're supporting Satan, and and I know there's a lot of companies that are good and bad, and you know we can get, we go down a lot of different paths. I don't want to get sidetracked with that. The point of this is that they're not hiding anything that has to do uh, with Satan. I mean, last week we showed that Disney had a movie, you know, a show, a TV show now that. And they'd say, oh, we messed up. Well, no, they didn't. Then you got the other fashion company that's now under, which taken, you know, that's in mainstream media now, uh, which is shocking. So, I mean, it's just, it's starting to show up everywhere. Yeah. And I did take it off the screen just because I don't want to give too much uh, screen time to something like that. But I think people need to know about it. People need to see it. So it was Kim Kardashian's sister. It's Kylie Jenner's that actually has this makeup line and she's the one that posted this advertisement. Sickening, disgusting, and clearly satanic. You just, you just don't get much more satanic than that. And uh, where did the blood come from? You know, it's, there's this whole other, whole, uh, we could go deep into that, but we're not going to. Anyway, moving on, this is the other thing I was going to talk about with when you mentioned the meat. And uh, apparently... There's a German molecular. Did you did, did you post this or did I post this? I can't remember. I actually did post it. Oh, it's all you then. This is crazy. Go ahead and tell us what this well, is. About. No, go ahead. You're all excited about it. So I <laughs> I did read the article. I did read the article. But take it away, man. You fill in whatever I'm missing. But this German, for those that are, that are listening right now, it says German molecular biologist unveils concept of the world's first artificial womb facility, which get this can incubate up to 30,000 lab-grown babies a year. Lab-grown babies. Lab-grown babies. That's all I have to say. And there's this picture. Most of you that are watching right now can see it. There's like this little incubator. There's a little baby in there. I honestly did not read the entire article, so GJ, take it away. Well, I'll give a couple of highlights from the article, and then I'll give you my thoughts on the article. Number one is, you know, they, they painted off, hey, we're able to do this. This is good for people that can't have kids or, you know, if one spouse is sterile and the other one's not, there's solutions here. So they pitch it as this is a really good thing. And then I'm like, okay, if you see that, and that was in their, their um, lab, if that's how a baby's in the incubator, I mean, think of the interpersonal connection that doesn't exist with that child and the mother that's natural. So there's just a lot of unnatural things. We can say, hey, well, this is better than nothing. There's always that argument, you know, for both sides. The thing that, that hit me right between the eyes is man, again, is attempting to play little God. And God, people can justify it all they want, but God is God. 
and God is almighty. And uh, we just know that it's a control thing as well. And uh, it can be manipulated. And then like, hey, we can get rid of all these other people and we'll create our own. I mean, that's that's sort of the way I see it. The thing is, I don't think it's going to play out the way they think it's going to because God is in control. Yeah. Interesting that they posted a quote from the World Health Organization that around, and because they're, they're, you know, these when these things are introduced, they try to make it sound like it's the best thing that could help course. out all these people, yes. right? That around 300,000 women die from pregnancy complications every year. And that this, it's called ecto-life artificial womb designed to alleviate human suffering. Okay, well, let's first of all work on human suffering that's happening all over the planet where millions of people are dying. Let's do that first. But also reducing the chance, chance of C-sections. Here's the thing, though. you And and I agree with you. I think that the one of the after effects of something like that. One more time. You were right about, I'm not sure. Is that what I said? <laughs> Can we record this, please? It's recorded. It's recorded, and now it's there forever. It's for. Oh, oh so we're static. We got to get it out. Exactly. Oh, we're gonna have to get it out now. Oh man. Anyway, one of the after effects of this, I think, would be is that if how would somebody know if there's going to be a complication during pregnancy, right? You don't really, you can't foresee that unless there's some kind of issue medically with that person. And then there's this whole other story that says, hey, oh by the way. If you have cancer in your in your history, we can actually create a kid between you and your husband that won't have that marker in it. So let's just take your DNA, his DNA. We'll take out that marker. We'll create our own new one. But not only that, but then I think that there's going to be this, if this does take shape and this actually happens, which I don't think it will, but you have this disconnect between the mother and the child now. Now it's just a product, not necessarily Somebody that's growing inside of her, she can feel the baby. She knows the baby's there. It's a living baby, living baby that is receiving its sustenance from the mother, connected to the mother. And now you've got a, a this whole baby that's going to come and have no real physical connection with the mom. I, I don't know. That could go many different places, but that's just where my mind goes. Same here. Same here. In times that chat. In times chat. If we're not here next week, this is where you can find it. So we do have a story that I saw that you posted up, but I decided not to post the picture today on this. But and as I as I kind of keep this up here, hold on, let me take that off. As I um, as we right when we show this, I, I decided to use Yahoo News's article about the Baphomet decoration that somebody pointed out online that went viral because I want to point something out about this article that uh, most people probably wouldn't catch. See the first three words? False satanic rumors. So first of all, a news story is not supposed to give any kind of... Propaganda. Yeah, propaganda. They're not supposed to give any kind of an opinion about what something is or isn't. You're just supposed to report it. And so I, I decided to read this article because I, I thought to myself, let's just find out actually what, the, what, it, what's all, what it's all about. Now, whether... The current administration's wife, because I don't want to say her name and get booted, actually decided to post to put this. It's a mirror, actually. So it's a frame of a mirror, is what this is. Is where they find this picture. I'm going to show you the picture of it. So right here on the left, uh, you can see there's a whole cross out because somebody is trying to say no, this is all wrong. There's a screenshot of a tweet that was taken December second. On the left, you actually see there's a wreath with a mirror, and the mirror was in the room where the Christmas tree is in the White House. And on that mirror, up here at the top, it's blown up here for you, shows a sign of what looks like a Baphomet, which a Baphomet, just for those of you who don't know, French occultist Eliphas Levi was credited with imagining Baphomet. Imagining, hear that? Baphomet is a winged human figure with the head and feet of a goat in 1854. More recently, as it says in the article, they say Tanning Temple took an eight-foot-tall statue of the goat-human hybrid around the United States as part of protest against government buildings with prominent religious displays. So there is an element of this that says to me, whether or not it was intended, it's still there. And this actual mirror was designed and made, from what they think, around 1790 and was donated to the White House in 1946. 
It was on display in the state dining room when Kennedy was the president because they saw it in the December 13th archive of 1961. It seems to me that most of the times that they actually put this mirror in pictures or have it up, it's right during the time of Christmas. What better way could the enemy think of trying to throw in whatever messages they want to send than during Christmas, right? So in any event, here's a picture of what uh, the current administration's wife posted. And you can see that in this area where they have the red like covered lamps, that that's where the mirror is. So any thoughts on that, GJ? Because I wanted to make sure that we reported both sides of it because I don't want to be torn down for not doing that. But, you know, what, do you, what are your thoughts? Well, a couple of things. One is it's, it's obviously been at the White House for some time. And so, so, so obviously, and if it's getting used pr- predominantly at Christmas time, then what, why would that happen is because Satan wants to, bl- there's blasphemy towards God. So anything that God stands for, Satan wants to stand for the opposite. And then the other thing is there's a lot of subtleties there. The thing about it is we've seen little subtleties. So obviously this subtlety has happened for a long, long time. And now things are happening so, you know, out front. And then with technology, so if somebody caught that and, I mean, you know, it's almost like you can't, you can't hide anything now. You know, anything, if there's a photo of anything, it's, it's out there. And with the high technology now, I mean, you can blow something up and zoom in and see exactly what it is. So um, symbolism is one of their things that they do, the symbolism and uh, giving props to the uh, false god is really what I see it happening. And that's at the, um, the White House, but is it? <laughs> yeah, but is it? That's a great way to segue. So we have, um, (laughs) remember that video you were talking about a little earlier? This is, uh, it's not really high quality because the video that that was posted, it's kind of a lower quality video, but we can, we can definitely, I I definitely want to share this. There's some dark stuff that got posted this week. I have to admit. Yeah, there was, but this one was pretty interesting because, well, GJ, you posted this. You tell us what it is. You set it up. And we, I can play as much as you want and fast forward wherever you want it to go. So let me know. Well, I'll, I'll set it up. Is All right. So this guy, he wanted to find out is how are we being tracked with our phones? So he took two phones and did change the settings on both of them and carried them. And they did not have a cellular connection. No SIM card. Like zero SIM card. Yeah. So he just carried them around in his pocket, and it's amazing the amount of data per second down to the exact spot to the to the foot, you know, where where he traveled. I mean, right down, and then what location, and then what was that? Like he went to a museum that had the exact data. I mean, it's pretty crazy the amount of data that was being gathered. And then you say, well, how do they do that? Because we give them access. We say, yes, we accept your right. We're your, you know, your agreement. We're agreeing to these terms to have this phone. We're agreeing to this, to have this software. We're agreeing. So we we voluntarily agree to these things. That's how they can get around and do it. And they're doing all these things that we don't even know what's how to what level. And it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I I popped it up on the screen there for a brief second where it says it's this kind of. What what is Google is doing? It's not just Google. You know, there's Amazon. There's many multiple companies that are doing it. Yeah. It's all the tech yeah. companies, cellular companies. Yeah, and it's called surveillance capitalism. So it is tracking and information. They call it metadata, right? So any document that you ever make in Microsoft Word, when you, whatever changes you make, all those things are usually saved, and it's called metadata. It's like every it tracks every single keystroke, everything you ever do or record on a computer. So with your phone, that's the whole point about what they're what we're talking about for this phone. So one of them if one of them was actually placed on airplane mode as well as no SIM card. Remember that? And the other one had was not on airplane mode but had no SIM card and both of them had no cellular connection. What really tripped me out was it actually determined when you got out of the car. Like it said at now on foot. And so it knew where, if you were driving or if you were on foot, I'm telling you, this is absolutely crazy. It's not only something that makes me go, 
But <laughs> now we got two things to do. We got to. <laughs> but now we got this. I mean, this is the whole reason why we're talking about this, obviously, is because of the fact that we think we're not being surveilled and people don't know what's going on. But this technology is existing and working exactly the way it was intended to work. So if you think that during the tribulation period, they're not at the point where they can actually surveil every single person on this planet, you're dead wrong. You're dead wrong. I mean, I remember uh, when we were looking at, uh, I think what it was, um, there was some movie with Will Smith where I think it was called primary suspect number, or I can't remember what it was called, but in any event, they were showing how they saw who was there because they had a camera angle that saw the, a car that was reflecting a reflection of somebody else. And they could tell who it was because of the reflection on the car and the camera. And that was like in the 1990s when that movie came out. Anyway, let me, let me digress. Well, I, I'll uh, give you my two cents here is, the one thing I've said over and over on the show is that when Jesus comes, which we call the rapture, and the church is taken, and what is the church? The body of Christ. It's those that have given their life to Jesus. We'll talk more about that in a minute. And um, from that point, there's a three-and-a-half-year window, and, and, there, and so that would be the post-tribulation. Rapture happens, now we go into a seven-year tribulation. By the three-and-a-half-year mark, Everything has to be fully in place for full control on everything because they're going to control every aspect of our life. What we're seeing, though, is that that is in place right now. I'm sure there's things that they can enhance. I'm sure there's things that they're going to still implement. I mean, just like we covered earlier, the face scanning, the recognition. I mean, you know, right now it's in 16 airports here in the United States. And then their, their goal is to have it in all of them by the end of 2023. And then if you travel and you know around the world, uh, you go to a lot of these airports around the world, I mean, you can see the high level of security, surveillance, and how they can wall off a whole section of an airport or an airplane comes in. I mean, there are so many things that are in place that it wouldn't take three and a half years, in my opinion, to implement everything that they want. And why at the three and a half year mark? Because then Satan goes into, the Antichrist goes into the temple, which is not built right now. And so Israel still has to build that temple. And they said right now they could build it within six to 18 months once they broke ground. Um, so the, I think they're very well prepared to move on that at the right time. We've talked about the red heifers where they can go and purify. And so all these things are coming to fruition and happening right before our eyes. And it, it's existing. And this was another eye opener. It's like, I know they could track a lot of stuff, but to, like you said, oh, he's, he's on foot. And at what exact moment? I mean, it's pretty, it, it's like we're living one of these movies. So we share all this because at some point, Jesus is coming back. The one world, everything is going to happen, and you're not going to be able to hide. You're not going to, and you're going to have to either stand up, and then that happens, you're going to be probably beheaded, and that's if you survive all the other stuff, and or you you take the mark, and you take the mark, then you end up burning in hell. Yeah, there is that good segue to kind of take us back into the throne room of God from Revelation, and we took a little. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. The Bible. Come on. Back to the Bible. No static. Amen to that. So here's where we left off two weeks ago, because last week we had a special guest. Thank you, Mr. Leonard Lee, for at LeonardLee.com for for being on with us. And also, too, you can find us at his Say Yes. What's the rest of that? Say Yes and Become. I got it. Say Yes and Become on his podcast just released last night. <laughs> you can look it up online or uh, I'm sure the podcast, wherever you can find podcasts, you can hear GJ and I, we released last night on Say Yes and Become. Anyway, thank you, Mr. Leonard Lee. But we want to jump back to Revelation chapter five. We were talking about the throne room of God and how Jesus is now the one that is the center of attention because he's the only one that's worthy of opening the scroll and opening the seals on the scroll to be able to, to read what's going to happen at the end times. So. Now, to back up a little bit, I just want to kind of set the stage for you. We are told that the elders have 
golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints, right? They're, they have these things around. They're in the throne room of God. Jesus is the one that takes the scroll. And all of a sudden, there was this automatic worship because Jesus was the only one that could, that could open the scroll of the tribulation end times judgment. Okay? So that's where we are. And then they reacted to, with singing, recognizing his salvation. So that's where we're going to start off. I want to talk about this song. So the 24 elders have harps and the golden bowls of incense. They are the ones, they also are the ones who sing a new song. So that's what we call today's message, the, a new song. This new song speaks of redemption, something the angels desire to understand, but in fact, do not and cannot experience personally as angels. We know that from 1 Peter 1, verses 10 through 12. So what is the new song? Well, the Greek word used here for new does not mean new from the standpoint of time, but new in quality, fresh, and very unique. So that's what the Greek word new kind of uh, elicits for us there. The Psalms speak often of singing a new song to the Lord. Psalm 33.3, Psalm 96.1, Psalm 98.1, Psalm 144.9, and Psalm 149.1. And also in Isaiah chapter 42, verse 10, it also says, sing to the Lord a new song and his praise from the ends of the earth. Well, the 144,000 Jewish believers from the tribulation period will also sing a new song, which no one else could learn because they were the ones that evangelized the world. And that's, when I, that's why I talk about the, the revival that's going to happen. Well, the words of this new, and by the way, that was in Revelation 14.3, for those of you who want to look it up. The words of this new song are recorded for us, and we learn some really amazing things, wonderful things from this song to the Lamb. And there's five things I want to go over here real quick. One, this song tells us why the lamb is worthy to take the scroll and open its seals. He's worthy because he was slain. He was executed. He was killed on behalf of us as a sacrifice. And he has redeemed us. In other words, he has bought us back and saying to the devil, you can't have them. I'm buying them back from you. And because he has also made us kings and priests as unto God. So he is worthy because he was slain. He redeemed us. He, re he rose from the dead. He actually ascends to the father. And now he is going to make us what, what the scripture calls kings and priests. We're going to find out what all that means later. Second, this new song tells us about his worthiness is based on his death. What more moving words could we ever read about his suffering and death for us than those recorded in Isaiah chapter 53? Don't have time to go into that now, but Isaiah 53 is definitely something that I think everyone should take note of and study and read uh, in your devotion time. So first of all, this new song tells us why the lamb is worthy to take and open the scroll seals. Second, his worthiness is based on his death. Third, his blood was the price of our redemption. Our redemption, which means our ability to live in relationship with Jesus and with God the Father, is not based on our performance or our personal worthiness. We were bought at a price and therefore belong to God. I do a whole talk on this where it says, where, I, where actually I say this, we are not worthy, but we were worth it for God. God considered us worth it to buy us back at a price. And that price was his blood. We see that in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20, 1 Peter 1, 18 to 19. The fourth thing the song tells us is 24 elders represent every tribe and tongue and people and nation. It was the instruction of Jesus Christ to make disciples of all nations, and then the end will come, Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Revelation 14, 6 speaks of the everlasting gospel being preached to every nation, every tribe, every tongue, and every people. So that's the fourth thing. The fifth thing and the final thing before we uh, move into a time where we and introduce you to Jesus, is our relationship to God as kings and priests has been made possible because of that redemption and guarantees that we will reign on the earth. Notice carefully that our role as kings and priests is to be directed towards God himself. We are kings and priests to serve him, not to serve ourselves. So with all that being said, this is uh, I love the fact that this song is what they sing 
because it points us to this understanding and, and knowing that Jesus is the only way to the Father. He is the only way to overcome sin, to overcome this sinful nature that we have, to overcome the evil that's in this world. There's only one way, and it's through Jesus Christ. GJ, tell us about that. Lead people in a prayer for Jesus. Well, you said it. There's only one way to the Father. There's only one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus and to the Father. Um, and so one is acknowledging this. Number two is asking for forgiveness. So asking for forgiveness for your sin. Ask him to come into your heart, clean your heart, and turn away from your sin and set, be set on a new path. Those are the three things that you need to do in order to turn your life around. And and then and Jesus will point you in a whole new direction. He will change you. He'll change your heart. And, and you'll notice some things right out of the gate and some things it might take some time. I know in my walk, I'm still learning. And I think as long as I'm breathing, I'm still going to be learning. And it is a process. Our calling is we, we want everyone, everyone to turn to Jesus, ask for forgiveness, ask him to come in their heart and to, to turn away from sin and move in a new direction so that they can have eternal life in heaven. Because the, I mean, reading some of this in Revelation, and my dad's Bible here, I mean, he's been, I mean, he, he was definitely speaking to me while you were going through this, just to all of his notes and all his highlights. So it's like pretty amazing. And I'm just like, I was thinking like, what did he go through? What was he thinking when he was taking these notes? So anyway, I'll lead you in a prayer. And if you, you know, you've already know Jesus, I mean, we commit, we commit here every week. We recommit every week. We recommit every day. And, uh, you know, but right now, you know, once you say the prayer, then, you know, what's next? What are the next steps? Now get get plugged into a Bible-believing church, you know, where they're teaching the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you know. So get plugged in. Get around the right people. You know when you're around right people. You also know when you're around the wrong people. You may have to make some adjustments in your life, which can be a process as well. Also, on endtimes.chat, we've got some good uh, content. You can go down at the bottom of the web page and, and uh, some next steps and, and uh, on, your, on your journey. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that you gave your son, that you, you asked him to come as, as a man to go on the cross to die for our sins. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass it over to you. All right, I'll take the football. Father, we just thank you so much. And for those of, those of you that are out there that need, uh, feel that tug in your heart, feel like, man, I, I want to accept Christ as my Savior. I want to invite him into my life, live with me, make me new, forgive me for all my past sins, and, and put me on a path of, of a future of forever with, with God living in heaven, reigning on this earth as kings and priests. Lord, I, that's, that's what I want. So Lord, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. All, they have, all you have to do to say, to, to make that decision and make it a reality is to say this, dear Jesus, we love you. We recognize you, the son of God, that you actually came here in human form to take your place on the cross, to die as a sacrifice for us, to be there in our place, to pay for the sins that we have in our past as a sinless, a sinless God. And uh, you paid that price to bring us into relationship with you and with the Father. So we believe that we confess our sins before you today, and we ask you, Lord, to remove them from our past and put us on a new path with you, that we grow with you in relationship, that we accept you as our Savior every day, and that we recommit our lives to you every day so that we can live a life that is pointing people to you. So Lord, come in my heart, live with me, make me new, change me from the inside out. And Lord, I know that I will be with you forever, forever and eternity. We thank you for it, Lord. For those of you, those that have come to know Jesus during that prayer, we celebrate with you. We thank you. We praise you, Lord Jesus, for what you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> for those of you who didn't see, GJ just whispered, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I made it through the whole show. So, Hey, all good. Well, hey, everybody, we love you. We'll see you next week. And always remember, there's something in your life that will make you go. 
All right, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more, and don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.